This is Sade, and you are listening to It's Your Life. Hello, everyone. So I'm finally getting a chance to be able to record this episode. Um, it has been a long time coming to get this episode finally recorded. And I think for anyone that knows when you like are trying to get something done and things keep getting in the way, um, or, you know, you set really ambitious goals. And so work has been kind of crazy. And I was like, okay, you know, I usually get up at like five o'clock, five thirty, And I was like, I'm going to try this whole, like wake up at four thirty, you know, thing. And like, maybe I'll like write, I'll work out and I'll record. And knowing myself of course like I wake up at that time 4 30 and I'm just like what am I doing awake like I'm like why am I even doing this like let me go back to bed and wake up at the regular time so obviously that did not work out but here I am on a Sunday on <laughs> getting this episode out to you all and typically Sundays are I think before work even after work works for a lot of us podcasters just to be able to you know have like a quiet block of of time to be able to sit and just record and things like that and so um I was finally able to do it when I've like finished meal prepping for the week and um getting sort of things together and so this episode was really inspired and thinking about what you know what to classify or how to think about things post-grad and um this kind of came to me because recently I've been having a lot of women reach out to me younger ladies that you know graduated um college or <clears throat> are in that sort of transition time that are kind of like what do I do now you know like how um what is my sort of my identity and it's a lot of I, I after talking to a lot of my friends and peers and friends that are going on to do, doing such different things and it's something that we don't really tend to talk about and you know there's of course post-grad depression and understanding that but then I think also um we spend so much of our time um being students right for many people, you go through primary, secondary school, uni or high school, and then you have college or university, depending on the system that you're in. And then you've been in school probably for what, like over 15 years, um, not even 15, well over around 15 years, over 16 years. And it's all of a sudden like, okay, like, now you're no longer a student like that's not um what you can call yourself or classify yourself as and it's a big shift and it's funny that we don't really kind of um talk about that or kind of think okay you know after I'm done with high school or after if I decide to go to college you know what am I going to call myself as or what am I going to even brand myself as, right? You know, in this day of internet and social media and trying to classify things, what am I going to brand myself as? What is my identity? And I think that a lot more people struggle with this than we would like to admit. And so I was kind of thinking about that this weekend. And also, you know, the recent news of you know Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade really kind of made me think about just being able to check in with ourselves and how and I can talk about post-grad depression and just overall mental health issues I think it really deserves an episode in and of itself but um 
being able to touch on that, I think that it's something that a lot of people sort of privately deal with. And especially, especially, I'm going to add some context in the post-grad recent, you know, graduate or just a young person in their 20s, um, you know, that experience where it's like, what am I doing? You know, how do I do this? Where am I? Um, How do I make a life that is my own and a life that I'm proud of? And it's such a tough battle with your mind, a tough battle with trying what to tell people, how to tell people what you're going through, whether to just sort of be silent and suffer through it and then be able to come out afterwards. Um, And so these are just some things that I was sort of thinking about. And so with the first one with talking about sort of being able to make your identity, being able to um, identify with your trying to create a new space and create new communities and create new networks when you're no longer in school, whether it's from high school and you're deciding to go out and do your own thing and work or whatever, or it's after you've graduated college. I was reading an article, um, a few articles when I was sort of getting ready to record this podcast in there's so much research that sort of talks about, you know, what happens after you're done with such creating such completing such a huge milestone in your life. And it's kind of like, what do I do after this point? And a quote that really resonated with me from a recent graduate said, people assume that just because you have a degree, you're set and you're going to get a job right after college. And so that is something that I think a lot of people can resonate with. And even if you don't have a job, even if you do have a job straight out of college, it can still feel kind of like, okay, I still don't know, is this what I actually want to do? Is this, or if this is what I want to go into, how am I still going to be able to create the life that I want? Um, And then for those that are unemployed or just searching for something that really speaks to them or searching for just anything to even pay the bills, it can definitely feel sort of crippling. And it can feel like, okay, I'm, you know, I've created this huge milestone, you know, I'm part of this new demographic of people that have university degrees in the world, you know, um, not only within my country or not within my demographic, but then also in the world, I now have this higher education qualification. But then it's like, okay, what do I do now? And we've been given, you know, so many steps and like sort of tools of like, okay, after this grade, you're going to do this. And after this year, you're going to do this for those that sort of sort of follow that standard model. And it's like, okay, now you're, you can do anything that you want or anything within these limits. And it's like, how do I still, um, how do I still make that happen? And am I being true to myself about that? And I think that that's something that a lot of people sort of, a lot of people struggle with not only in the crisis of like, okay, what is my identity? But it's very much of like, how do I make it out in this world? And I I realized that a lot of people do struggle with that. And recent research stated that millennials have the highest rates of depression and anxiety of any generation. With job concerns being high on the list of priorities. And I think that that is something that really kind of speaks to me because I think that it's not just, I've had so many friends who've said, I, you know, suffer from anxiety, I have panic attacks, or I suffer from depression, and I'm no different. You know, I have been in therapy 
all throughout college when I was in university and um, I had my own private therapist and also went to school counseling and group therapy and so many other things. And, you know, now that I'm working, I'm like, okay, do I still want to, do I want to go back into therapy again? Do I want to develop, you know, my own personal coping mechanisms and things like that? But um, I don't think that that is an anomaly. I think that a lot of other people sort of struggle with it. And only a few of us decide to go and get help and to reach out for others. And I think that when you're definitely throughout this, when you're definitely in this phase, it can definitely feel like um, it can just feel so alone and it can feel so crippling. And, you know, in the wave of these recent high profile, you know, deaths by suicide, these tragic um, losses of life. And, you know, when we're talking about Anthony Bourdain or Kate Spade, we have to think of how much you're struggling with your own self and struggling with your own demons and trying to feel um, comfortable enough with yourself to keep on living, but then also even comfortable, comfortable enough to reach out to others. And after, you know, this past week or these past two weeks, I was seeing a lot of different, um, you know, like tweets and reactions and, you know, people are like, oh, you know, make sure to check up on your friends and, um, you know, those that are suicidal or have struggled with this should call these hotlines and things like that. And I think that's great. And that's really important. Um, but then also being able to understand, being able to understand it and putting yourself sort of in other shoes and realizing like what a tough battle that it is and sometimes it's not won all of the time and it's something that it's so difficult and I'm so glad that we are able to talk about it but I would love I would love really for people to be able to talk about it on a regular basis and not just when we have sort of these tragic events because Postgrad depression is an example right of that on the other side of the spectrum where it's kind of like it can last for a few months to a year or even more after, you know, graduating from college or university where you are still trying to find your place in the world and trying to make sense of everything that's going on. Or if you had, you know, when you were in college, you had these really close networks, you had these really close communities that you built and developed over time and maybe even made a name for yourself um, while you were in that space. And then, now that it's all gone, you have your degree in hand or it's in the mail or whatever, but you can't, um, you have to sort of rework and develop that all over again. And you have to start introducing yourself to people that don't know your name or people that aren't mutual friends that don't know who you are, know where you're from. It's hard. It's hard. Or if you're in a completely different city and it's like, how do I do this? How do I, how do I even make friends? How do I you know, what do I tell people about myself? What do I not tell people? How do I slowly sort of get into this? And I know that it's something that a lot of people still struggle with and are still trying to get their bearings on or, you know, I think this can be applied moving into, you know, other professions or even when anyone's sort of being put in a new environment, it's like, how do I uh, move forward and how much do I tell, you know, someone about myself? And in this day and age, I just think it's so interesting where the postgrad depression sort of crippled with millennials and the you know what we we we're calling ourselves and what we're often referred to as you know millennials and this generation, but 
there's a lot of us who are struggling with, I, you know, this want or desire to make a change or to contribute in making the world a better place. And some, some shape or form, it can be as small as you can or as large as of an impact as you can. And it's coupled with, okay, can I do that? Can I do that straight out of college? And it's something that it's like, you know, when you're trying to, when you're just trying to make a difference and you don't know how, or you feel, you feel so small compared to the big world that's out there, it can be really difficult. And so I, the graduate blues are something that I think we don't talk about enough. And I was reading an article and it's, there's, there's five signs of it, of when you're experiencing sort of post-grad depression. One, you feel extremely disorganized. If things are really different, you may not have a job yet. You're still trying to set a brand new routine and something that, um, something that you're comfortable with or something that sort of provides structure in your life. You also might feel like your motivation is diminishing. It can kind of feel like, okay, can I get up in the mornings? Or it's difficult to have, do I make waves towards a healthy lifestyle? How do I, you know, make waves in my career? You know, I feel like, you know, is this company what I want to do? Do I want to start my own thing? You know, how do I make an impact? Uh, three, if you're checking social media a little bit too much for your own good, um, you know, I think it's interesting because once we, once you graduate, you may kind of feel like you don't really have any, uh, tools of comparison. So you kind of compare yourself to people that your age, you know, it be basically people that recently graduated or graduated a year ago, two years ago. And you're kind of like playing, you know, like you're like, okay, if this person makes this move, should I go this way as well? Or, you know, just you, you uh, subconsciously do it. It's not all the time, but you do it. And it's a little scary when you don't notice it. And I think that that's something that um we, we lightly sort of brush over, but it's a very, it's subconscious if you're not active enough in the way that you interact with social media and you're trying to um, just notice and observe things, you know, when you're on the internet or whatever, because it can definitely feel like you're scrolling, you're on Twitter or, you know, you're on Instagram or, you know, um, maybe it's Snapchat or something you're scrolling through and you're kind of like, whoa, this person's doing this thing or, oh my God, or you go on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> you go on LinkedIn and people are like, oh, I just got promoted or I switched this new company and all the way in this, you know, great state or this, you know, new country. And you're like, wow, you know, it can, there's that part of you that's happy, but then Maybe there's that also that part of you that's kind of like, okay, what am I doing now? And do I need to update? And do I need to do this? And um, do I need to let people know what I'm up to? Or how am I moving in the world? And it's when you kind of aren't, um, when you aren't conscious of that is when it starts to sort of deter your own growth and your own experience. Because I think that the moment that you start to, play feel like it's a game of you know wagers where it's like okay I'm you you're making this step I'm making this step I need to do this then if you're doing this it gets really dangerous where you may not be living your most authentic life you may not living be living life as you once did or as you should because you're so focused on everyone else or what someone else is doing when instead of just enjoying life of, of as itself as precious as it is 
Um, and I think that it's good to find inspiration in others. It's always great to find inspiration in others. And I do it all the time. Um, whether I'm like reading these cool articles and blogs or I'm on Twitter and I read this cool moment or I'm retweeting something. Or, you know, I see a bunch of my friends in my circle are going to this cool tech conference or whatever. Um, I'm like, wow, this is really exciting. This gives me inspiration or this is just cool event. Wow, that's cool. I agree with you. That is really cool. Um, but we have to be conscious of the way that we look at these things as sort of a measure of our own success or our own um, abilities because that's not what it is at all. And I just want whoever is listening to this to realize that your worth is never going to be put in your ability to brag about something because um, that's just not where these precious, precious moments in life are made. Um, And it's tough, right? There are a lot of things that are tough about this weird transition point, but being able to stand in your own truth and being an authentic person is a quality that is going to be very worthwhile if you're intentional about it. And so being able to stand in your own truth and being authentic is very worthwhile if you're intentional about it. And it can feel like in this day and age, it's not appreciated. Um, But I think you'll soon see that over, you know, when you're looking back, whether it's two years from now, five years, a decade, what have you, it, it'll be very, very worthwhile to your growth and overall development as a person. So again, there's nothing wrong with getting inspiration and, you know, seeing what others are up to or just trying to um, see how, okay, how can I be a better self or, you know, what have you, but it's so awesome when you are able to, when you're able to appreciate, you know, where someone else has, where someone else is going, but understand that you are rightfully on your way as well. And you are on the path that you are supposed to be on. And there's not, you know, there's no glitch in the matrix, you know, that you are really on the path, on the right path. And so, it's important to really remember that when those times like that get hard. And I, I think about this a lot, too, because I think about, you know, um, how would you know the highs in life are so good if you didn't have those lows, right? Like, how would you be able to actually really appreciate it? And you know that Meek Mill song where he's like, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. So I had to grind like this to shine like this. And I was I was listening to that like all my way to work or something like that. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm grinding right now um, because I may not be like, OK, where I thought, you know, I wanted to be or I may not be <laughs> where I um, am like, oh, like I finally am here, you know, for me to myself, I'm. For even myself, I'm always working towards something else and I'm always working toward that next goal. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, to myself, I like, I'll say this, I'm like, I can't wait for that moment when I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I'm so glad I'm able to appreciate where I am now, you know, and I appreciate, I definitely appreciate where I am now, but I really can't wait to that 
till whether it's like a year from now or two years from now where I'm like, oh my God, I'm in, you know, this position that I really wanted or I'm doing this thing or doing this type of work that I've been grinding for, for, you know, the past year or two years. And I can say that even now at the position that I'm in, but I'm always, you know, I need to work on that personally of like being able to enjoy this, the sort of season that I'm in. But, um, I'm always also thinking about what's next and how to progress in terms of that. And so on that note, um, being able to, again, like not getting so influenced by the social media, by the things that we see and being able to take that time out. And if that means that you are like, okay, I can only scroll, you know, for 10 minutes at a time and then I'm exiting out the app, or I'm only going to do this once a week where I just have like a social media hour, or I don't check social media, you know, like an hour or two hours before I go to bed, I turn off my phone or, you know, whatever it is, but being able to develop those healthy boundaries, because, if you don't, and if you make yourself available all the time, it can you can you'll see how it can be detrimental to your uh, your own sanity and your own ability to be with yourself. And also, if two more signs of you know post grad depression is also lacking or being desperate for sort of a support system, um, and feeling like you're at a standstill. So I wanted to talk about the support system um, because I think that when you are, I think that when you are in college and even again, like for people that didn't go to college or in high school, um, you can feel like I had all this support. I had, you know, people around me that knew me, that wanted me to have these mentors or, you know, these people that were able to really, um, be there for me and when you're in college it's like everyone that you know um which is like not how life works but everyone that you know lives in the same town or is like within close distance and when you are done it's like kind of all changes and um I remember when I was like a junior in college or sophomore, that's the one thing people would talk about. They're like, all your friends are really close by and you can just, you know, call them or hang out and things like that. And that's such a huge shift when you do graduate is because everyone just goes off and is living their life, right? Um, You know, like you have friends that are moved far, far, far away and you can only, you know, sort of give, get updates from FaceTiming them, you know, every three months or something like that. Or people that used to be really close with, you're no longer close with anymore just because things change, right? Or sometimes maybe college was the only thing that you really had in common. And then, you know, after that, you're like, oh, like, maybe we can't, like, this this part of our shared chapter together is ending and we, we're going to bow out gracefully, right? Where you no longer can, you know, that lesson, that time that you shared with those people or that person is over and it's time for all of you or both of you to transition into something else. And when it comes to friendships or relationship, I, again, I, I've said this in other podcasts, I'm like, don't force it. Like, don't force it. Realize when that person has served a purpose in your life or that person has served their time or taught you the lessons or you've taught them the lessons that they needed and bow out gracefully. You know, there's no need to make things uh, more dramatic than they are or make things more complicated than they are. Um, life is just... Uh, 
life is so precious and I think that um the more complicated you make it it just causes sort of unnecessary stress and it's just not needed um so recognizing that but within that it can definitely feel like there's a total lack of support and that's something that to adjust for when you are sort of transitioning out uh the other one the last one is feeling sort of like you're at a standstill and it can feel like sometimes you're in a rut, maybe, for those of us who, well, not for those of us, but for those that are still looking for employment or looking for the next step, whether it's extra schooling or something else, it's it can feel like, when am I, when is this going to happen for me? Or it can feel like, when am I going to get there? Because you're just grinding, you're grinding. You've been grinding for four or five years, whatever it is, and you got something. You got a degree. Okay, great. Um, you got these experiences. Okay, great. You may have even got some student debt. <laughs> just trust me. I think a lot of us are in that position, right? And you're just grinding, and you're like, you're just like, when is this going to happen? Or you're submitting like job application after job application and going on interviews and sending out your resume, and you're like, I'm just grinding, 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 and I feel like I'm not getting the output. And, or you are grinding in working the jobs that you want, or you're a creative person that is pushing out all this content, you're creating so much content, and you're just like, when is it going to happen for me? And it's it can feel so frustrating, and you're like, when is this going to happen for me? When am I going to feel like, okay, my work here, like, I'm, I'm onto something, right? Um, and... I think that those two go hand in hand where it's like, if you feel like you're sort of at a standstill, having that support system and creating those networks and creating um, those new communities of people will be so beneficial, so important to your growth and understanding. Um, it's, it's something that I think that a lot of us definitely go through in different stages of our life, but sometimes I feel like when you're at that postgraduate stage, it can sort of couple into everything, and you're like, oh my god, you know, how how do I do this? Um, and it's not easy, but you'll make it through. And I think that being able to have those people that you can rely on and people that you can call or being able to recognize when something is happening within you where you're like, okay, I don't feel really good, you know, right now, or my anxiety is going up, or I feel like maybe I'm feeling this way because I just saw, you know, this person really close to me get this opportunity that I wanted or something that I wish I could be doing right now, but I'm not, or I'm starting this new career, but I'm all these plans that I thought I was going to be doing are not happening, or this is like completely a 180 from what I thought I would be doing. And being able to recognize that. And I mean, I, I will totally be so real with you all on this podcast. Um, you know, like a week ago or two weeks ago, I, I literally was like calling one of my best friends and I was just crying. Like, and she's just like, what's going on? Like, and I'm just crying and I'm just like, I can't even get anything out. And I was like, can I just call you back? She's like, sure. She's like, let me know if you need anything. I'm here all night. Like, she's like, I'll call you back. Or like, if you just want me to wait around till you call me back. And I was like, I'm not going to call you back. I'm going to finish crying and go to sleep. Like, I was like, I don't even feel like going, explaining anything. Um, but I was crying. And then, um, I think the day before I was like going to go see my doctor and um I was on the metro and I was literally crying on like I was literally crying like 
I was like listening to music, but I was like feeling so overwhelmed with sadness and I was just crying, 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 wiping my tears away, like trying not to like, um, bring any attention to myself or anything like that. And I am still going through those issues or trying to that like, okay, am I where I want to be? Or am I doing the things that I want to do? How do I make sure I don't stay stagnant? Cause that's a really big thing for me is making sure that I'm never comfortable, um, which is a good thing and a bad thing because, you know, you it has, like, a drive and everything like that, but then you, and you have that motivation to keep going forward, but then also you need to be able to enjoy things, you know, and be able to, like, enjoy where you are, you know, or realize where you are is way, like, steps ahead from where you were, and that's something that I still sort of struggle with on a regular basis. Um, but yeah, I was like sort of having that inner dialogue with myself. And um, I think that's something that maybe people just aren't really as open with, but being able to reach out to whether it's your friends or having that confidant or, you know, being even honest with yourself or going to go and look into therapy or something like that. But these are things that... Um, more often than than not, they don't go away until you approach, you know, them. And it can definitely feel like if you, some things are situational, right? Where it's like, okay, if I get a job, I'll, you know, if I'm unemployed and I'm like looking for a job, if I get a job, then this will be over. But then also, or if it's like, oh, I moved back home and I live at home and that's like the barrier in my mind. And so it's like, how do I, how do I get a re- these things that are situational or physical? Um, or if I just move out of the city or, you know, whatever. And you just sort of have to be very um, calculated with how you approach it. Because I agree, some things you really sort of have to get out, out of that situation in order for things to improve. But if that timeline is too long or it's undetermined, you have to be able to develop habits or develop, sorry, methods. You have to be able to develop methods that are going to be able to carry you through that time. And whether that is run, having something to yourself, whether it's like running, jogging, meditating, painting, um, being part of like a sketch comedy group, um, learning something new every day, right? Like, you know, going on YouTube or whatever platform it is and finding out how to do one thing different every day, or it's seeking therapy because a lot of us don't do that or we wait till it's much later and seeking, be act, being active about it because I have friends that are like, oh yeah, I'm like looking at therapy and they're, they like, aren't really like super active and intentional about it being really intentional about it and saying, okay, I'm going to be looking for one person every week or calling up, you know, offices and seeing or facilities and seeing, okay, do you take my insurance? How much is my copay? What do I need to do? Whatever it is. Um, huge, huge advocate of putting yourself first. I'm such a huge advocate of putting yourself first and taking control of your mental health. Again, I have been in therapy for many, many, many years and have seen the substantial growth from, you know, when I wasn't in therapy and when I didn't, I hadn't had it. And when I actually decided to confront the issues that I was dealing with and just have that support, that, uh, that sort of third party who isn't in my life to sort of bounce back ideas or just sort of talk and, and 
actively develop mechanisms and coping skills. Um, and it can be for a short term or a long term. But if you know that's something that you need, please be intentional about that. Um, and so being able to have those things that you're able to work on and actively sort of use that to mitigate whatever you're going through is going to be really important and reaching out. And again, like it's very real when you are suffering from mental health or you're just suffering from just like a change of, you're trying to have a change of environment. And for a lot of people that can be disconcerting, but I think that being able to talk with others about it and being open and honest and hopefully in me being open and honest about it will encourage you to maybe reach out to other people in your life or that may be going through something similar or you, if you're going through it, being able to rely on others as well for that support because it um it's really great when you can have that support when you need it the most um whether it's yourself or someone else but creating those communities I want to follow up with this podcast episode with how to sort of develop your brand and develop your identity after you know graduating or if you have already graduated, but you're still, you're trying to reinvent yourself, you know, which is fun. It's always fun to reinvent yourself. I think you should go for it. Um, you can be a different person and you can be an improved, better version of yourself. Um, so I did not go into nearly enough topics as I wanted to go into today, but hopefully this resonated with you. And again, thank you so much for subscribing to my podcast and listening on whatever platform you listen to, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Radio Public, whatever it is. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support. Um, I'm thinking about maybe doing like a Dear Sade or like letters or something like that. Um, we only have a few more episodes before I'm ending the season. Um, so I'll think about it. But again, this is your life and it's all up to you. You can follow me on Twitter at Sade, I-N-D-A, S-A-D-E-A-Y-I-N-D, or on Instagram at by Sade I-N-D-A, um, or on my website, SadeIndae.com. And I'll see you another time. Bye. Thank you for listening to yet another podcast episode. And just remember, it's your life.